Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Evan, take that thing off my screen. I have things to read. There we go. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. In case people don't know, Max Kellerman is it's the pure anchor man of the group. Yeah. If I you know, put he, something in the prompter, you, you can you get me it. to say anything. You can, if you put it in the prompter and highlight it, you can get me to say that. It doesn't matter. It could be That's the opposite saying. of what I mean. Is it in caps or is it lowercase? Like, yeah, it's all caps. Bolded and and and, yeah. and highlighted. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> it does not matter what it says. Hey, you know what's so funny? Your your last producer, Raj, ask him. I did the same thing when he was producing me in L.A. He put it up and I read it. He'd be like, "That's not what you were supposed to read." I was like, "Well, it's right there." He was like, "No, no, that's not." Yes. I was reading. You put it there. Raj worked with me for a long time and know you're a great producer, by the way, and and he understands that about me. <laughs> He could have, if a producer really has it out for me, boy, they could get me like Will Ferrell and Anchorman. But, I said what? But you can freestyle. You freestyle every day of your life. It doesn't matter, man. Something about something about uh, when you're coming in and out of breaks and stuff like that. You know, I look at the prompter. I'm just going to say it. Uh, for example, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. I called Key a genius last segment. You did very. What do you think that came out of my head or it was impromptu? <laughs> It was All guests definitely. join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So, all right, the the Cowboys are off to a 0-1 start. They an won amazing s- start. They won six games last year. By the way, Dak was healthy all the year before. They won eight in the worst division ever. Uh, it's the NFC least. We got the rest of the division going on Sunday, including the Giants and that mighty offensive line against the Broncos. Um, Eli told us yesterday, Eli Manning, uh, that that he expects Daniel Jones to take the next step as quarterback. Listen. The fact that it is his second year within this offense last year, you know, a new offense, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. He's a young quarterback. And it's not just him. It's, hey, new left tackles. They're trying to learn a new offense. New, you know, you lose Saquon early. Just a lot of things that, you know, were going to make it tough. I think the fact that, you know, had a more of an offseason this year, you know, build that relationship with Coach Garrett, and they put some weapons behind him, getting Saquon back. I think the offensive line will be better in their second year. So I, I've seen firsthand just how hard Daniel works. I know how important it is to him for him to be a successful player. I know he knows this year is a big year for him, but he's not – that's not going to put pressure on him. It's, it's going to make him excel and do better. So I'm rooting for him, and I think he has the work ethic, the skill set to make those plays. He's made the mistakes. He's going to learn from those, and I think he can go out there and have a big year. Key, right. you know what I'm looking for in this game against the Broncos? So coming off last night, watching the way Villarreal, watching the way – you know, and Dominican Sue came off that D-line and how Dak delivered bullets in stress. We know what the O-line situation is for the Giants. So now when I think about names like Von Miller, Bradley Chubb and company, will Daniel Jones have the same patience? Will he have the same strike precision to be able to deliver those same dimes to that wide receiving core? And how will Saquon Barkley handle that D-line that Denver can bring to the table? Right? Like, those are two questions. I mean, we watched Ezekiel Elliott struggle. I'm not saying, you know, Saquon Barkley's going to struggle, but will he have the same kind of look and feel that Ezekiel Elliott had last night? Key, key look into your crystal ball. What do you expect from Daniel Jones? You know, it's so funny you, you asked me that, uh, um, <clears throat> Max, because I kind of echo 
what Eli is saying. I'm going to piggyback off of him. This is second term, right? It's the second go around in this offense. When Whenever you have something new after coming off a, a, a season where you had a different coach, different system, and all of a sudden you, you get something new, you try to process it and learn it. Just look at Tom Brady a year ago, veteran quarterback, struggled early on until he started to figure out the new system that he was in, and he's a veteran guy who's seen it all. Once he learned that system, the rest was history. And I think Daniel Jones has the ability, mind you, he is a Duke guy, so he has the ability and the smarts to, to be able to process the information. Now can he transfer that onto the field? I would think so as at a second time around. Now you add Saquon Barkley in the mix, it lifts some of that pressure off of you at the quarterback spot. We already know what they have at the skill positions in terms of the players. The offensive line, you guys have talked about, to you turn blue in the face of not being good enough in the past. But I think them too, second time around, in a system, understanding the law, line calls and the protections. So you expect for them to be better. I think they will be better. He knows that there's a lot on the line, not only for himself, but also for the general manager and Dave Gettleman, who you, Max, don't seem to be particularly fond of. But, you know, you start to think about second-year, third-year guys. What, I've, what I learned from Bill Parcells in, in my career, he said, first-year guy, I ain't expecting nothing from him. Second-year guy, eh, he said, whatever, just give me a little something. Third-year, you need to start to get into that I'm close to the Pro Bowl I'm close to those sort of things. Now, your fourth year, you need to take that leap. If you ain't taking that leap in the fourth year, you're probably not good enough. I hear you, and I agree with all the points you guys are making about um, key what you just said about Daniel Jones. Even the offensive line playing together more, I expect, I anticipated improvement. But understand, as a Giants fan, I've been waiting for improvement for that line for or some version of it for 10 years. Like, this is 10 years, and when a GM takes the job – identifying that is what he's got to fix. And they were dead last last year. And in the preseason, I'm looking like, yo, if anything, they got even worse. You know, I, 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 th- I think you're right, Key. Over time, I expect them to be a little better than last year. I mean, how could they be worse? The thing that bothered me about Daniel Jones last year as a second-year player, he's got wheels. Like, Daniel Jones can move. When he didn't have the wheels, he was a sitting duck in the pocket, right? And I know the line's no good. I get it. But I was expecting a little more operation and manipulation out of the pocket from Daniel Jones just as a thrower of the ball, right? But, some, but sometimes, though, right, Max, Jason Garrett is a certain type of coach. And he may be telling Daniel Jones, based on what he saw in his first year, stay in there a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Just stay in there a little bit longer. Give it an opportunity to develop. Now he's put that into Daniel Jones's mind so Daniel Jones – is sitting in there a little bit longer because your coach sometimes uses a reflection of himself to coach you because Jason Garrett can't move, right? He's a sitting duck when he played quarterback. So he may be telling guy like that, I need you to sit in more because it's going to open up. You take off too much. So when you used to seeing take off, you was like, oh, man, he can move around. He can run. But that may not be the yeah, best. Yeah, in the case play. of last but, year, he had a bad leg. He had a bad yeah, wheel. So maybe, but maybe he he developed something as a result that, of that. that like too. you take one step back to take two forward. 
Yes. But still, I mean, we talk about running, running for your life and, and making precise <laughs> passes are, are different when you're feeling that type of pressure. No doubt. And, and that's what I'm talking about. With Saquon Barkley coming in, and he's probably going to be limited to a degree, right? A lot then falls on the shoulders of Daniel Jones. And look at some of the guys that are banged up, Max. You got Evan Ingram banged up. Kenny Galladay banged up. Adoree yep. Jackson banged up. So, like, you know, is there that same key? Like, does Jason Garrett bring that same kind of – Variety, that same kind of creativeness to the table offensively. They run the ball Jones, to the way all- Kellen Moore did yeah. for Dak Prescott last night. I don't like. That's a legit I, don't, question. I don't like Garrett's play calling at all. They run hey, the ball way I'm too much. I'm not a into, Giant fan, yeah. and I don't either, Max. Yeah, well, there you go. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's, you know, it's like it's almost a stubbornness, and I get it because once upon run, a time, run, you, run, pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I get you want to establish the run, but especially when you can't block for the run, and you didn't even have Saquon last year, and they all know you. You're going to run, and they load the box. You got to explain to me the point of what you're doing. I run, don't run, get it. Run, 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 pass. <laughs> that's it. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. But that's because, it, you know, you say to yourself, "Well, how and why is Jason Garrett your offensive coordinator?" Yeah. Well, sometimes <sighs> people can talk their way into a job because you look at him as a safe bet. He knows some offensive principles. He could be doing a hell of a job. They, he strikes no fear in you at all as a play caller. Strikes fear in whatsoever. me. <laughs> he strikes well, fear in yeah, me as a Giants you, fan. You, <laughs> but I think I think I honestly think though you'll be able to smile for the Giants this year. I don't know I that so. they'll win the division, but I think you'll see a massive improvement. You have to see a ma- they got talent now. You have to a see a talent. massive improvement. They got talent. Picking up dudes like a Dory Jackson. That's that's huge. Yeah, Keyshawn uh, Kenny, uh, Galladay, huge. Picking up the uh, drafting the kid from Florida, uh, Tony. To- What's his first name? Kadarius Tony. Tony. Man, we got some Kyle names. Rudolph. Stop, Tony. stop. Well, I'm just saying, Jay. <laughs> Kadarius Tony picking up him. Kyle Rudolph is a good is a good yeah, pickup. Solid, vet, solid, solid vet. yeah. veteran. But when you especially when you got a guy guys, like Ingram already at yes, tight end. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if Ingram could only catch a cold in Alaska on a rainy day, you'll be fine. <laughs> that's I right. I mean, that's what it is. So. When you look at it, they should be better, man. They really I thought should. so. I Listen, they won six games last year. I thought they would be better, um, and I'm hoping they're better. But I find that year in and, and year out, I'm just assuming, well, the line's got to get better. And think about another thing, and I hate to, to be the guy with the white jacket and the pen, but also not having fans in the stadium because of the COVID situation also plays a part sometimes in how – Teams were playing and players were playing last year. Some people need that 80,000-seat stadium mm. filled to capacity to motivate, to get that little bit of edge, that little bit of motivation. When you're playing in an empty stadium with two or three security guards walking around, man, it's hard as hell. Da- Daniel, it really is. Yeah, Daniel Jones has some obvious talent, and he's got to get consistent, and he's got, this is the year. he's got. You said Parcells says year three. This is year three. Brother, you got to get better than you've been. Well, look, uh, something that releases a lot of pressure is how Saquon Barkley comes back. Let's be honest. I mean, it gives you so many play action and his ability. Rock solid. If he comes back rock solid, that's a different Daniel Jones because he had more time. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Let's go from the pro game to the college game. The one thing the game always does is Shows you very clearly where you are. Touchdown, Alabama. Major upset. Ohio State. Just like that. The Irish in a thriller. This is monumental for Georgia. You're either elite or you're not. And that's what we've been saying. 
This is why you came to Ohio State to play in big games like this. The whole nation will be watching. They never go exactly like you think. That's what these seasons are about. Toss out the brotherhood. This is war. And it can get ugly. It's a rivalry that you want to be a part of. That's why you come to college and play in games like this. Yeah, college football's back. Tune in tomorrow night as Desmond Howard's Michigan Wolverines host Washington, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Speaking of the Heisman Trophy winner, he is with us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Desmond, you're in Iowa for Iowa, Iowa State. What should we expect from this game on Saturday? Hey, this, I'll tell you what, guys, this is a, a, one of those just hated in-state rivalries. You know, Iowa, Iowa State, um, close-fought game, uh, comes down to the final seconds, whoever has the ball last, and then whoever turns the ball over, too. Iowa hasn't turned the ball over in the last five games, and they've won those games, so I would keep an eye on that. Another thing to keep an eye on is Iowa State. Got off to a slow start a week ago, um, you know, especially when you keep in mind that they got Brock Purdy. He's on the short list as a Heisman candidate. They have Brees Hall as a running back. He's on the short list, too. A lot of offensive firepower, you would think, but they didn't look that, that great a week ago, even though they won the game. But they've been known to start off kind of slow. A year ago against Louisiana, they actually lost that game, but went on to have a fantastic season. Now, I believe they're going to get their tight end, Charlie Kohler, back. Now, Charlie is a guy who's a great receiving tight end, excellent blocker, and the offense just operates differently when he's in the lineup. I think he's Brock Purdy's security blanket. He knows where he's going to be. Anytime he gets in trouble, he can look for Charlie. So I think that will give their offense a boost. But we're talking about just one of those heated rivalries, a hard-fought contest where it comes down to the final seconds. We'll see what happens tomorrow afternoon. Desi looking clean in that suit, baby. I clean. see I see you looking clean, clean out there today. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> Dust that. up those shoulders, man. Ohio State, <laughs> Ohio State playing at home against Oregon coming up on Saturday. I'm stoked to watch this game. But I wanted to ask you, obviously, CJ Stroud really performed well in the second half versus Minnesota on the road, which is difficult for a young player to do. But talk to me about how Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson really help with a young QB and how he manages those type of games and the game we're about to see coming up Saturday. I tell you what, Jay, will you hit it on the head because he had like a shaky start in the first half. And I guess it could be expected, right? It's a young kid first start on the road, but the second half he played much better. He seemed like he settled in. He was more comfortable. I give a lot of credit to Ryan day, the head coach, who's also the play caller. Cause I thought he changed the game plan in the second half to get his young quarterback, C.J. Stroud, a little more comfortable. When you look at the receivers, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, what their job is is to just, hey, C.J., get the ball into our hands, high percentage throws, and let us do the rest. Let us get those yaks, yards after the catch. And that's what they were able to do in the second half. And if people really paid attention in the first half, C.J. made an incredible throw down the right sideline and Garrett Wilson actually dropped the mm-hmm. ball. And uh, people didn't talk about that. It was like it was an air throw. It was a great throw by CJ, but Garrett Wilson dropped the ball. When you drop the ball like that, it kind of takes away some of your young quarterback's confidence. You have to make those plays. So in the second half, Ryan Day said, listen, let me get those high percentage throws, get the ball into these playmakers' hands, and let them do all the work. And that's why they were successful in the second half now. He's going up against a different monster, though, when he go up against these Oregon Ducks because um, they were able to out-athletic 
Minnesota to, you know, because they got better athletes than Minnesota does. I don't think that's the case with Oregon. Now, I'm really, really kind of, I'm just, I don't want to say upset, but I wish Kayvon Thibodeau would come into this game 100% healthy. Mm. Obviously, he's the best defensive player in all of college football. He can wreck a game player from a defensive lineman point of view, and he got rolled up on. I think he'll try to give it a go, but we don't know what percentage he's going to be. Is he going to be 70%, 80% if he's able to play in the shoe tomorrow against Ohio State? Dez, Oregon is 14 and a half point underdogs, but you mentioned uh, Thibodeau, but they got guys like, uh, you know, Vernon McKinley in the secondary. They got guys like Michael Wright in the secondary. They got DJ James in the secondary. So when you yeah. look at Chris Olave yeah. and some of those other receivers at Ohio State, what is it that they have to do, in particular in the secondary, in the front defensive line with, with Thibodeau coming off the edge to negate the passing game that we see evolving at Ohio State over the last couple years under Ryan Day. Well, Keyshawn, you know, man, you've played a bunch, a lot of football, so you understand that in, in able to affect a young quarterback, you want to mix up some of the coverages. You want to show him things that he's never seen before. And you want to also bring pressure from different areas and make him have to think, where is this guy coming from? Don't forget, Timberdo was a guy that the quarterback, every time he walks up to the line of scrimmage, you pointing out this guy. There he is over there. There he is over there. There he is. I mean, they may line Thibodeau out to, to cover Chris alive. I mean, he's just that good of a player. And so because you have to identify him, it's, this makes your quarterback think about where they're coming from and what they're doing without the ability to move Thibodeau around to try to affect. And they got some young guys on the offensive line, too. Then I think it puts their defense at a slight disadvantage. Their secondary is loaded with guys. Keyshawn, you mentioned Mikael Wright is a fantastic player. He's Absolutely. a guy who you put out there on the island by himself, you let him do his thing. So I love that their secondary is getting other guys back. They have some guys that set out the Fresno State game that they should have back too. So that goes to my point that I made earlier. When you saw Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson a week ago against Minnesota, they were better athletes than Minnesota has in the secondary. That's not the case with Oregon. And one more thing. There's a guy for Oregon, he's a linebacker. His name is Justin Flo. He is an outstanding linebacker. He had 14 tackles a week ago, five solo, uh, one forced fumble, and one tackle for loss. Keep an eye on Justin Flo, too, and Noel Sewell, too, as a linebacker that you got to uh, make sure you know where he is at all times. Hey, yeah, that's Penny, Penny Sewell's younger brother. Mm. Des, is, is, is there a Pac-12 yeah. team good enough to make the college football playoff? They, you know, UCLA showed out a little bit, but the Pac-12 didn't look so great. Hey, 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 come on now, Max. Let's be honest. We, on, we, we only pump up the Pac-12 <laughs> on this show, Des, you know? What's up, Des? <laughs> Anyone in the Pac-12 make the playoff? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh so hard. Um, listen, I think that, um, you, you, you know, you look at Washington was actually a team that people thought would we'll be able to make the college football playoff to represent the Pac-12. They lost early. They lost a week ago to Montana. Ducks, I think that, you know, we look at this defense. If they say defense wins championships, they have superstars at every level that I think can affect the game. So Oregon, if all, Oregon's offense can come out. You know, everyone's talking about Oregon's defense. Their offense is going to have to come out to play. But UCLA is the team that Kirk Herbstreet, like, week zero, he was on that bandwagon. He's like, hey, everybody, get ahead of this. UCLA is going to be a team to be reckoned with. They handled their business at home a week ago against LSU. So keep an eye on Chip Kelly and the Bruins because they just might make enough noise to get into the college football playoff.
Damn, uh, Dez, you didn't even mention my Trojans, Norherm Edwards in Arizona State with Jaden Daniels. <laughs> you see how he dude. feels, like, King. You man. see how he feels. It's okay. That's okay. That's it's all right, right. <laughs> y'all. Y'all overpaying a coach at Michigan that oh. wins, that can get out, can beat Ohio State. So I'll whatever. I don't care now. I'm mad. Hey, hey, what, 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 why is Keyshawn, why is he so sensitive, though, bro? Like, no, first of all, on, you know why? I'm not cutting no checks. You know <laughs> why? I don't cut any checks. You know what I'm saying? If we're talking Pac-12 and we're talking UCLA, it does. If we're talking Pac-12 and it's and it's the Bruins and not the Trojans, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem <laughs> look, look, all look. year. Hey, as I, hey, I'm Dez. sorry, Key, you guys don't even want your coach there. No, that's very true. But look, <laughs> hey, Dez, as, as I tell people, they talking about UCLA, right? Because UCLA beat LSU. I said they didn't beat LSU. They beat a brand. Yeah. They beat a brand that won a championship two years ago, and everybody's going crazy. <laughs> that, that's what they beat. They didn't beat LSU. They beat a brand. Yeah. And that brand is so big in college football okay. coming out of the SEC, everybody's going crazy about UCLA. That might be true, UCLA. but if SC did it, it'd be like, they beat LSU. You wouldn't be talking about <laughs> brand. <laughs> oh, Columbia, be quiet. Hey, let, me, let me ask, ask one question about my ACC. Lions, my Lions. Let me ask a question about my ACC. Obviously, it's not a strong year for my conference in the ACC. But, you know, what are your, what are your percentage chances of Clemson making the college football playoffs, Des? That's an excellent question. And last week, before the Clemson-Georgia game, I, um, I said that, you know, the loser of this game probably had like a, a, probably got like a 100% chance of not making the college football playoff simply because no team that's lost their season opener has made the college football playoff. All 28 teams that have been a part of the college football playoff, they've all won their season opener. So if you look at statistically, then it's a wrap for Clemson. So, uh, and then you look at their conference. You know, the ACC, like you said, Jay Will, not a strong conference, didn't have a strong start, looked really bad, especially the high-profile games. They looked really bad. So now you try to look at their schedule, and you say, okay, well, how can they make up ground to, to, to be able to be in a position when the season's over at the end of the season to be able to be considered as a team to make the college football club? And I just don't think you see that on their schedule right now. So, it's looking pretty bleak, but, you know, stranger things have happened. But statistically, they're out of it. The great Desmond Howard, ladies and gentlemen. Des, thanks for joining us on the Goodyear Hotline today. We'll talk to you soon. Just beat Ohio <laughs> State one time for me, Des. One time. <laughs> All guests join us on the Goodyear hey, Hotline. In the, fact. Are you talking to the wrong guy, brother? You talking <laughs> to the wrong guy. Tell him, Des. Tell him now. <laughs> Georgia's Christopher Smith's 74-yard pick against Clemson in the Bulldogs' huge win was the college football celebratory moment of the week brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate. Championship savings for the win. A quarterback matchup with much more than just one win at stake. That's after Jay has this from DraftKings. I'm Max Kellerman. Just wanted to do the whole Ron Burgundy thing. I thought it worked well. Now is the time to celebrate. The first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off, and DraftKings You've seen them everywhere. The official daily fantasy partner of the NFL is putting you in the center of this weekend's action. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit by signing up using promo code KJM. Get in on all the action right now. It's simple. Look, just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at a $1 million payday. 
Download the DraftKings app now and use code KJM. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for millions in prizes across all contests. Enter code KJM to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code KJM. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And I'm spent. I want a quarterback that's looking at the team that told him he wasn't good enough and he get him the first week in the season after he was traded and an opportunity to put his foot in they blank blank. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. It's, uh, by the way, dogs. All, all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Have I told you that? And that Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. And that we're on ESPN News and Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. And wherever there's communication in the universe, anywhere, you can hear Keyshawn, Keyshawn, Max, Will, Keyshawn, Max, Will, and J- uh, Listen, uh, the uh, game was on late. Hey, the hey, game was on late. You, Max. What's that? You're one of those guys, huh? Every yeah. kiss begins with K. I've had Kushan, Kayshawn. Who called I've you Kushan? Who called Man, you Kushan? It's all the time. Uh, uh, Dick Vermeer, what did he call me? Oh, wow. Yeah. Kayshan? <laughs> Kayshan. I mean, hey, Kayshan. Kushan. Yeah, Kushan. I mean, like. Kushan? They put some Cajun pepper on that. I get it all the time. It's very simple and easy. It is, but I, w- I got to sleep at, you know, after the game and got up at 3.30 in the morning. So do there I you hear you complaining right. right now? That's what do we I do. That? Yep. I, well, I would be complaining, but no one would feel sorry for me. Hey, um, you're complaining. Nobody's listening. It's week one of the NFL season. Of course, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 729-3776. Which game you're looking most forward to um, this weekend, of course, also, what quarterback matchup are you most looking forward to? Hit us up. We'll hear from you in a little bit. Guys, we got a, a ton of quarterback matchups to run through so we can get started um, with a matchup in Charlotte between a more talented quarterback in Zach Wilson and a less talented one right there. <laughs> Damn, you be framing Sam stuff, Darnold. huh? Isn't that dude, correct? This dude always trying to set his narrative. He's so funny. Yeah, don't try to set people up with that. That's right. That's right. Guilty. What, what about Sam Darnold versus Zach Wilson, Key? Uh, is it versus or which one would we rather have, right? Mm, it, sure. it, I, I look at it as both right now. Look, I think Sam Darnold has a lot to prove. He's going up against a Seattle defense that could cause him some problems. This will be our first time really seeing full action of him in the Carolinas. But Zach Wilson, on the other hand, he's got a long ways to go. He's just a rookie. He gave us some amazing flashes in the preseason of what he could potentially be. I think it's a tall task to ask him to come into New York and replace a great quarterback from USC in Sam Darnold and do some of the amazing things <laughs> he was a athletically great quarterback for USC. that Sam Darnold can do. <laughs> yeah. But in all honesty, I think Zach Wilson has a promising future, and Sam Darnold is on a rebuilding of his career in Carolina. Y'all, Jay, who both, you like? y'all both crazy, man. I love y'all both. Look, I, I think Zach Wilson and what Robert Sala – what they're doing, Mike LaFleur, I think they're building the right foundation, right? I'm going to be patient with Zach Wilson. I, I think with Sam Darnold, I expect big things from Sam Darnold this year. Joe Brady, I think, has an understanding. And, Key, we talk about this sometimes getting reset, getting recalibrated, yes. right? Yes. Having guys like Robbie Anderson. I, I, think, I think we're going to see a better version of Sam Darnold because he had to get out of that Adam Gase situation. 
By the way, you, you see this? About, did you know on the screen, though, guys? Actually, Key, you see this? Did you yes. know on the screen? First time ever a top three drafted quarterback, as Wilson was second overall, of course, has ever started his NFL career against another top three drafted quarterback, you know, by the same franchise. That's wild. Sorry, Key, our researched Our research team really dug deep for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that was important to say. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, make I, sure I, you I, get this I one in, to, guys. I needed to interrupt the flow to give you that little nugget. Go ahead, Key. No, what I was going to say is Sam Darnold, is, this is the first time in his career, Max, as you know, being in New York and covering this stuff, First time in his career that he's had a guy like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Kristen McCaffrey as his skill position player. So it, it, it's going to be interesting to see if the Jets made the right move by the end of the yeah, season. You get an athletic quarterback like Darnold and you give him a guy like McCaffrey, you can do a whole lot of stuff. I like Zach Wilson just because I think the arm talent's different. I think he can, do, he can make some throws that not most guys can make. And, and Mac Jones versus Tua Tungavailoa is interesting in week one as well. Obviously, Mac Jones has now been anointed. Two is in year two. It wasn't that long ago where two was supposed to be the next great. Justin Herbert had cooled off in college a little and pre-Trevor Lawrence. Two, it's two. He's going to be the next great one. Who do you like here, Key? I, I like Mac Jones, but I'm paying attention in this game to Tua because I already know what I'm getting in Mac. I know what Mac Jones is going to do. They methodically move the ball down the field. Don't make any mistakes, son. Hand the ball off. We'll play defense and protect you. He'll be 17 of 23, 198 in a touchdown. He'll be the, 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 the hero of the game. I already know that story. But the interesting one is Tua. What is it that the Miami Dolphins, what are they getting? What are the Miami Dolphins getting? Is he going to be the guy who looked last year with flashes that he could be pretty good? Or is he going to be the guy that got replaced three different times to give Ryan Fitzpatrick an opportunity to win the game. Hey, Q, real quick, let me turn that around on you. What if Tua put up the numbers that you just said Mac Jones put up? Like, what if he was really efficient, didn't turn the ball over, good completion percentage? Would that be good enough in year two for Tua for you, or do you need to see more kind of flashes of greatness from him? No, it would be it would be, it would would be, be okay because if that's what the style in, that they want to play with, See, that's the style that New England wants to play with. Mm-hmm. If that's the same style that Miami wants to play with, I accept that. I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. Yeah, but their styles are different. Key Brian Flores isn't going to play Bill Belichick. I would just say that, look, the narratives that follow around Tua over the past week, a lot of flirtation, Deshaun Watson, he's out there. That has to be looming over your mind. You're not a captain for whatever reason. If they decide to go with veteran players or guys are a little bit more stable, not with the stars – this is an opportunity on a big stage against a guy like Mac Jones and the defense has been retooled by Bill Belichick for Tua to say, this is my damn team. And it starts with a huge divisional opponent. Big Ben versus Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen's a great, at this point, at least last year, dual threat quarterback. Is Big Ben a, 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 a threat quarterback at all? Is, is he, does he have a threat? Who do you like there, Key? Only threat Ben has is... When he uh, delivers uh, the football, stop. Okay. Only okay. <laughs> I didn't. Football. I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I didn't say nothing. I just didn't know. Okay, delivers the up. football to his receivers and let Najee Harris take some of the pressure off of him. I like Josh Allen in this game, but I love Ben Roethlisberger in this game. He's out to prove to everyone that he's not finished. Yes, he's on a one-year deal. 
but that doesn't mean he can't come back next year if he has a promising season. Think about the players that's with him. You got Johnson, the receiver. You got Washington. You got Claypool. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. And you drafted a, a, a superstar in the making in Najee Harris who can catch the ball out of the backfield. You can detach him from the line of scrimmage, matchups on safeties and linebackers. I, I just I like what they're doing. Mika Fitzpatrick in the secondary. And as we mentioned earlier, Max, the damn coach on the sideline. I get it. Yeah. Buffalo played in the AFC Championship game. Whip the damn do. Big deal. I, I know. I feel like I know what the Bills are. Can they go another level up? That's the question we'll ask. You know, we, we talked about that before. Like, was Josh Allen the best version of what we're going to see with Josh Allen last year, or can he exceed that? That's the question. I also question for Pittsburgh, what is this defense really? You talked about the O-line, Max. I'm like, what is the defense? Maurice Pouncey no longer there. Bud Dupree no longer there. Lyman, Mike Fowler, no longer Alejandro Villanueva, no longer there. Mike Hilton left for, you know, for Cincy. A lot of questions defensively if they get can they get back to what they used to be? Well, on the O-line, for sure there are questions. I like the Pittsburgh defense. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max okay. is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G capable, devi- capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. No surprise that someone on ESPN Radio picked the Bucks to win the Super Bowl again. But wait until you hear who they'll be playing in L.A. That's after Key has this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over two. 150 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people even safer. So, call 1 800 Granger. That's 1 800 Granger. Or click Granger.com or pull up, stop by. Running back Gus Edwards and cornerback Marcus Peters, both with season-ending torn ACL. The Ravens now have had three running backs go down with season-ending injuries in the span of 12 days. We're talking J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill, now Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters, and don't forget Rashad Bateman Rashad did the Bateman. groin as well. Oh, yeah. The Ravens now have had three running backs go down with season-ending injuries in the span of 12 days. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Little Stevie. All right. That's going to be me tonight, Key. Let them find Very me tonight, Key. Had the cocktail in the hand, got the Bluetooth it. In the earpiece, and be like, Key in the club. This is why, how old why, I am. Why is that you tonight? Key, this is how old I am. You too. Jay's like, I'm turning 40. I'm like, oh, look at this young dude. Don't speak on my age, Max. <laughs> you, I think you're older than I am. Hold on. Don't, 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 don't speak on my what, age, what, Max. What, hold on. Key got the skin. That's why. I got, I, got well, I mean, listen, it's public knowledge. See? I could look it up. And the green eyes. I think Key is older than me. You don't I'm know 48. about the green eyes yet, Max. You don't, you don't, you don't know about that yet. The green eye? You're saying he's jealous? No, no. No, 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 no. No one, no one is jealous of your looks, <laughs> Max. Trust me. Really? 
I, I would. Damn. I, I can't understand that because I'm clearly very, very handsome. Shots now, fired. No, you look like a, you look like a, a broke down actor in Hollywood <laughs> that wants to try to get a role with a scruffy beard. <laughs> so what do you a, look smoking like? Smoking a lot of cigarettes on Sunset. <laughs> Listen, it happened. We should. That should be the poll. Who's the handsomest man on this show? Uh, it's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. By the way, guys. Um, Key is older than me by a year. You got me by Did a year. Did you just Google that? You, you got me by a year. Literally, I love no. it, Matt. No, I didn't. No, I can promise you I didn't Google it. So where would I have found the info? Trying oh, to earn the, guy, the, the guy who's trying to earn his paycheck. Oh, stop. Leave Evan alone, Key. Excellent job, Evan. Don't listen to him. Greeny uh, said yesterday, guys, he's picking the Bucks to beat the Browns in the Super Bowl. The, now, look, the Bucks winning the Super Bowl, whatever. To beat the Browns, Browns in the Super Bowl with all these Ravens injuries, who's going to benefit the most? Like, let's keep it to the AFC North. Who benefits the most in the AFC North? Is it the Browns, Key? I don't necessarily know that it's the Browns more so than the Steelers because I got the Browns winning the division whether Baltimore was fully healthy They don't need help, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't look at it that way. I think that the Steelers benefits it the most because they're the closest to Baltimore. Cincinnati, whatever, I mean, like – Come on, man. And so when you talk about a team like the Browns, like Greeny said, I don't, I don't sense that they can't make it to the Super Bowl. They're a team that could make it to the Super Bowl. There's no question about it. Do I think that Kansas City would relinquish their right to own the AFC Conference this year? Probably not. But Greeny's close. He's, he's close. I always leave all the, the football nuances the key, Okay. But just looking on paper, man, looking on, you look, sometimes you look at things on paper and you go, damn, wow. Baker Mayfield, the way he plays second half of the season. OBJ, I'm here reports, he's faster than what he was before. Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper, the names go on. Jadavian Clowney. I mean, look, they have all the people. Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. He's we, all, Greenies, all the Come secondaries on, back and healthy. How is this even a question? Well, I'll tell you Who's this. What's interesting to me, the way perception shifts in a way that no one really talks about is interesting to me. Like, there was a time maybe – and I know it's not Baker's fault that the head coach kept changing and he couldn't have stability, right? And they weren't very good. But there was, a, there was a moment, <laughs> right, right. But there was that a moment. Itself. There was a moment where I felt like the problem on this team is going to be they have so many ballers on offense that if they start looking at the quarterback like you're not one of us, like there are different levels to this and we're ballers and you're not, that would create a problem. In fact, I st- thought I started to see that happen but it, obviously Baker proved himself last year with a real coach. I, I just, where, where, where do you – I don't now, now you lose me again, Max. This so, like, someone those, like Odell – Hold on, Max. This is one of those deals where I say explain yourself yeah, to me because okay. you're losing me. Okay. Someone like Odell Beckham, right, who's coming out of a situation in New York where Eli was really at the end. And he's – so he did not play with a, a super capable quarterback toward, at the end of Eli's career – bad offensive line, all that kind of stuff. He gets dealt out of town, and it almost felt like a punishment he's being sent to Cleveland, although they have a talented team. Now he's with the number one overall, because Odell has that L.A., New York kind of big city personality. Yeah, but I'm saying his star, his brand, seems to play in a big market. He gets sent to Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is the number one overall pick, but he hadn't been living up to it. And part of the chemistry issue I felt between Odell and Baker is Odell was thinking, oh, I have a guy who can really play throw. Oh, no, wait, I don't. 
And I don't. I imagine Odell's not the only one feeling that on the team when Baker wasn't living up to the hype. I think it was an important corner Baker turned. Among the reasons that is, that's one of them. That if you want chemistry with guys like Odell who've achieved at the highest level at their position, they got to feel like the quarterback can play. See, I, 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 and I hate to use one of Jay's words, but I disagree with you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not you hate to disagree. It's, it's not like that. I think when Odell left to go to Cleveland, as as people would say, they kicked him out of New York to start the you know the headlines. He went to a team that was trying to figure themselves out it, with a young quarterback that was the number one overall pick that eventually was going to turn the corner with the right staff in place. They have that now. There is no friction. There was never any friction. They're like brotherhood in Cleveland. They all kind of embrace each other. They work out together in the offseason, all of those sort of things. So you can clearly see that the receiving group has taken a liking to Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield has taken a liking to the city of Cleveland and what they've been able to do as a staff. He's underrated, and he's misrepresented and disrespected because when you're taken as the number one overall pick, they automatically think you're supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I can tell you this, Key. That may be the case now with Odell and, and Baker, and that's what I'm, one of the things I'm really curious to see. That chemistry did not look like that was the case not that long ago. Dak mm. is the favorite to be comeback player of the year. After last night, is it MVP now? 